Act Three of The Vortex by Noel Coward. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three. The scene is Florence's bedroom the same night. About two hours have elapsed. When the curtain rises, Florence is lying face downwards on the bed. She is dressed in a very beautiful but slightly exotic negligee. Helen is standing by the window, fully dressed. She is holding the curtain aside, and a bar of moonlight comes in to mingle with the amber of the dressing-table lights. Florence is obviously extremely hysterical. Florence, what is the use of going on like that? I wish I were dead. It's so cowardly to give way utterly, as you're doing. I don't care. I don't care. If you don't face things in this world, they only hit you much harder in the end. He loved me. He adored me. Never. He hadn't got it in him. After all I've done for him, to go to... to Bunty. Helen leaving the window. If it hadn't been Bunty, it would have been someone else. Don't you see how inevitable it was? How dare they, here, in this house? That's a little thing. It doesn't matter at all. It does, it does. Florence, sit up and pull yourself together. Florence, sitting up slowly. I think I'm going mad. Not a bit of it. You're just thoroughly hysterical. Give me some water. Helen goes to the bathroom and returns with a glass of water. Florence taking it. What time is it? Helen looking at her watch. Ten past one. Don't go to London by the early train, Helen. Stay and come up with me in the car. Very well. Thank God you were here. I wish I'd known what was happening. I might have done something. What can I do to get him back? Don't be silly. What can I do? What can I do? Do you mean to say you'll take him back after tonight? No. Never. Not if he crawled to me. Never. Well, then, make up your mind definitely never to see him again, whatever happens. Yes, I will. Why don't you go to bed now? I couldn't sleep. Put it all out of your mind. Make an effort. I can't. I'm too unhappy. Think of Nicky. Nicky's young. That doesn't make it any better for him. He'll get over it in the long run. The long run never counts at the moment. He wasn't in love? Really? As much as either you or he are capable of it. He's well rid of her. She'd never have appreciated him properly. She hasn't the intelligence. I don't agree with you there. She's got intelligence right enough. Treacherous little beast. Yes, but far-seeing. Are you standing up for her? Do you think it was right of her to get Tom away from me? Yes, quite right. Helen! To do her justice, she didn't deliberately set herself out to get him away from you at all. She discovered that in spite of the somewhat decadent years, Tom was still her type, and likely to remain so. 
So, with common sense, she decided to shelve Nicky forthwith and go for him. Her type, indeed. Yes, should have been quite a nice girl, really, if she'd have been left alone and not allowed to go to Paris and get into the wrong set. You are extraordinary, Helen. Do you realise that you're making excuses for the girl who's betrayed your best friend? Don't be so utterly absurd. I'm not making excuses. And anyhow, she hasn't betrayed you. She hardly knows you in the first place. And she's just followed her instincts, regardless of anyone else's feelings. As you've done thousands of times. Helen, you're being horrible to me. I'm not. I'm trying to make you see. You're battering your head against silly, cast-iron delusions, and I want to dislodge them. Helen, I'm so unhappy. So desperately unhappy. Yes, but not because you've lost Tom. It's something far deeper than that. What then? You're on the wrong tack, and have been for years. I don't understand. You won't understand. Florence gets off the bed and goes over to the dressing table. She sits and stares at herself in the glass for a moment without speaking. My eyes are sore. She powders her face and sprays a little scent on her hair. It's so lovely, this, and so refreshing. I think I'll go to bed now. No, wait a little longer with me, please, Helen. Just a few minutes. It's so hot in here. Open the window, then. All right. She goes to the window and opens it. Florence takes a cigarette out of a box and then shakes a scent bottle and rubs the cigarette lightly with the stopper. Do you ever do this? It's divine. What a wonderfully clear night. You can see the hills right across the valley. The moon's quite strong. Florence goes to the window and stands next to Helen, looking out. She is puffing her cigarette. I chose this room in the first place because the view was so lovely. Do you ever look at it? Florence, listlessly. Of course I do, often. It's been raining. I wish you'd throw away that cigarette. It spoils the freshness. Florence, turning away. It's soothing me, calming my nerves. I do wish I could help you, really. You are helping me, darling. You're being an angel. Helen, suddenly angry. Don't talk so emptily, Florence. I'm worth more than that. I don't know what you mean. It sickens me to see you getting back so soon. Getting back? Yes, to your usual worthless attitude of mind. Helen! A little while ago you were really suffering for once. And, in a way, I was glad, because it showed you were capable of genuine emotion. Now you're glossing it over, smarming it down with your returning vanity. Soon you won't be unhappy any more. Just vindictive. Don't go on at me like that. I'm too wretched. Helen going to her. Florence, dear, forgive me, but it's true. And I don't want it to be. The door opens and Nicky enters. He is in dressing gown and pajamas. His face looks strained and white. Nicky! Helen, I want to talk to my mother, please. All right, Nicky. What is it? I couldn't sleep. 
Florence, dear, good night. No, no, Helen, don't go yet. I must. Helen, stay with me. Please go. I can't stay, Florence. It's quite impossible. She goes out. I don't know what you mean by coming here and ordering Helen out of my room. I'm sorry, Mother. I felt I had to talk to you alone. At this hour of the night, you're mad. No, I'm not. I think I'm probably more unhappy than I've ever been in my life. You're young. You'll get over it. I hope so. I knew the first moment I saw her what sort of a girl she was. Oh, Mother. It's true. I had an instinct about her. It's all been rather a shock, you know. Florence becoming motherly. Yes, dear, I know. I know, but you must be miserable about her. She isn't worthy. She goes to kiss him. Nicky gently pushing her away. Don't, Mother. Listen, Nicky. Go back to bed now. There's a dear. My head's splitting. I can't yet. Take some aspirin. That'll calm your nerves. I'm afraid I'm a little beyond aspirin. I don't want you to think I don't sympathize with you, darling. My heart aches for you. I know so well what you're going through. Do you? It's agony. Absolute agony. But you see, it will wear off. It always does in time. Nicky doesn't answer. Nicky, please go now. I want to talk to you. Tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow. No, now, now. You're inconsiderate and cruel. I've told you my head's bursting. I want to sympathize with you two and try to understand everything as well as I can. Understand everything? Yes, please. I don't know what you mean. Will you tell me things as though I were somebody quite different? What kind of things? Things about you, your life. Really, Nicky, you're, you're ridiculous, asking me to tell you stories at this hour. Nicky, with dead vehemence. Mother, sit down quietly. I'm not going out of this room until I've got everything straight in my mind. Florence, sinking down, almost hypnotized. Nicky, please, I... Tom, there again, has been your lover, hasn't he? Florence, almost shrieking. Nicky! How dare you? Keep calm. It's our only chance. Keep calm. Florence bursting into tears. How dare you speak to me like that? Suggest such a thing. I... It's true, isn't it? Go away. Go away. It's true, isn't it? No. No. It's true, isn't it? No. I tell you, no. 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 You're lying to me, Mother. What's the use of that? You're mad. Does father know? Go away! Does father know? Your father knows nothing. He doesn't understand me any more than you do. Then it's between us alone. I tell you, I don't know what you're talking about. Mother, don't go on like that. It's useless. We've arrived at a crisis. Wherever we go, whatever we do, we can't escape from it. I know we're neither of us very strong-minded or capable, and we haven't much hope of coming through successfully, but let's try. It's no good pretending any more. Our lives are built up of pretenses all the time, for years, ever since I began to think at all. 
I've been bolstering up my illusions about you. People have made remarks, not realizing that I was your son. And I pretended that they were inspired by cattiness and jealousy. I've noticed things, trivial, incriminating little incidents. And I brushed them aside and not thought any more about them because you were my mother, clever and beautiful and successful. And naturally, people would slander you because you were so beautiful. And now I know they were right. Nikki, I implore you. Go away now. Leave me alone. No, I can't. You're cruel. Cruel to torment me. I don't want to be cruel. Go to bed, then. And we'll talk everything over quietly another time. It is true about Tom Varian, isn't it? No. No. We're on awfully dangerous ground. I'm straining every nerve to keep myself under control. If you lie to me and try to evade me any more, I won't be answerable for what might happen. Florence dropping her voice, uh, terrified. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm frightened. Nicky, darling Nicky, I... She approaches him. Don't touch me, please. Have a little pity for me. Was Tom Varian your lover? Florence in a whisper. Yes. I want to understand why. He loved me. But you, did you love him? Yes. It was something you couldn't help, wasn't it? Something that's always been the same in you ever since you were quite, quite young. Yes, Nicky, yes. And there have been others too, haven't there? Florence with her face in her hands. I won't be cross-questioned any more. I won't. I won't. I wish you'd understand I'm not blaming you. I'm trying to help you, to help us both. What good can all this possibly do? Clear things up, of course. I can't go on any more, half-knowing. Why should that side of my life be any concern of yours? But, Mother... I'm different from other women, completely different. And you expect me to be the same. Why can't you realize that with a temperament like mine, it's impossible to live an ordinary humdrum life? You're not a boy any longer. You're a man, and... I'm nothing. I've grown up all wrong. It's not my fault. Of course it's your fault, Mother. Who else's fault could it be? Your friends. The people you mix with. It wouldn't matter who I mixed with if I only had a background. You've got as much money as you want. You've got your home. Nicky bitterly. Home. That's almost funny. There's no peace anywhere. Nothing but the ceaseless din of trying to be amused. David never complains. I don't suppose you've looked at Father during the last few years, or you wouldn't say that. He's perfectly happy because he's sensible. He lives his own life and doesn't try to interfere with mine. It must be your vanity that makes you so dreadfully blind and foolish. Understand, once and for all, I won't be spoken to like this. You've had other lovers besides Tom Varian, haven't you? Yes, I have. I have. Now then. Well, anyhow, that's the truth, at last. He rises, turns his back on her, and stands looking out of the window. Florence, after a pause, going to him. Nicky, don't be angry. 
Please don't be angry with me. I'm not angry a bit. I've realized that I'm living in a world where things like this happen, and they've got to be faced and given the right value. If only I had the courage to realize everything before, it wouldn't be so bad now. It's the sudden shock that's thrown the whole thing out of focus for me. But I mean to get it right. Please help me. Florence Dolly. I don't know what to do. It's your life, and you've lived it as you've wanted to live it. That's fair. Yes. Yes. You've wanted love always. Passionate love. Because you were made like that. It's not your fault. It's the fault of circumstances and civilization. Civilization makes rottenness so much easier. We're utterly rotten, both of us. Nikki, don't. Don't. How can we help ourselves? We swirl about in a vortex of beastliness. This is a chance, don't you see, to realize the truth. Our only chance. Oh, Nikki, do stop. Go away. Don't keep on telling me to stop when our only hope is to hammer it out. You're overwrought. It isn't as bad as you think. Isn't it? No. No, of course it isn't. Tomorrow morning you'll see things quite differently. You haven't understood. Yes, I have. I have. You haven't understood. Oh, my God, you haven't understood. You're building up silly defenses in your mind. I'm overwrought. Tomorrow morning I shall see things quite differently. That's true. That's the tragedy of it. And you won't see. Tomorrow morning I shall see things differently. All this will seem unreal, a nightmare. The machinery of our lives will go on again and gloss over the truth as it always does, and our chance will be gone forever. Chance? Chance? What are you talking about? What chance? I must make you see somehow. You're driving me mad. Have patience with me, please, please. Florence wildly. How can I have patience with you? You exaggerate everything. No, I don't. I wish I did. Listen, let me explain something to you. Very well, go on. You're setting yourself up in judgment on me. Your own mother. No, I'm not. You are. You are. Let me speak. You don't understand my temperament in the least. Nobody does. I... You're deceiving yourself. Your temperament's no different from thousands of other women. But you've been weak and selfish and given way all along the line. Let me speak. I tell you. What's the use? You're still pretending. You're building up barriers between us instead of helping me to break them down. What are you accusing me of having done? Can't you see yet? No, I can't. If you're preaching morality, you've no right to. That's my affair. I've never done any harm to anyone. Look at me. Why? What do you mean? You've given me nothing all my life, nothing that counts. Now you're pitying yourself. Yes, with every reason. You're neurotic and ridiculous. Just because Bunty broke off your engagement, you come and say wicked, cruel things to me. You forgot what I've seen tonight, Mother. I don't care what you've seen. I've seen you make a vulgar, disgusting scene in your own house, and on top of that, humiliate yourself before a boy half your age. The misery of losing Bunty faded away when that happened. Everything is comparative, after all. I didn't humiliate myself. You ran after him up the stairs because your vanity wouldn't let you lose him. It isn't that you love him. 
That would be easier. You never love anyone. You only love them loving you. All your so-called passion and temperament is false. Your whole existence had degenerated into an endless empty craving for admiration and flattery. And then you say you've done no harm to anybody. Father used to be a clever man, with a strong will and a capacity for enjoying everything. I can remember him like that, and now he's nothing. A complete non-entity because his spirit's crushed. How could it be otherwise? You've let him down constantly for years, and God knows I'm nothing for him to look forward to. But I might have been if it hadn't been for you. Don't talk like that. Don't. Don't. It, it can't be such a crime being loved. It can't be such a crime being happy. You're not happy. You're never happy. You're fighting. Fighting all the time to keep your youth and looks. Because you can't bear the thought of living without them, as though they mattered in the end. Florence hysterically. What does anything matter, ever? That's what I'm trying to find out. I'm still young inside. I'm still beautiful. Why shouldn't I live my life as I choose? You're not young or beautiful. I'm seeing you for the first time how old you are. It's horrible. Your silly fair hair and your face all plastered and painted. Nikki! Nikki, stop! Stop, stop! She flings herself face downwards on the bed. Nikki goes over to her. Mother! Go away! Go away! I, I hate you! Go away! Mother, sit up. Florence, pulling herself together. Go out of my room. Mother! I don't ever want to see you again. You're insane. You've said wicked wicked things to me. You've talked to me as though I were a woman off the streets. I can't bear any more. I can't bear any more. I have a slight confession to make. Confession? Yes. Go away. Go away. Nicky taking a small gold box from his pocket. Look. What do you mean? What is it? Don't you know? Florence takes the box with trembling fingers and opens it. She stares at it for a moment. When she speaks again, her voice is quite dead. Nicky, it isn't. You haven't... Why do you look so shocked? Florence dully. Oh, my God. What does it matter? Florence suddenly rises and hurls the box out of the window. That doesn't make it any better. Florence, flinging herself on her knees beside him. Nicky, promise me. Oh, promise me you'll never do it again. Never in your life. It's frightful. Horrible. It's only just the beginning. What can I say to you? What can I say to you? Nothing under the circumstances. What do you mean? It can't possibly matter now. Matter? But it's the finish of everything. You're young. You're just starting on your life. You must stop. You must swear never to touch it again. Swear to me on your oath, Nicky. I'll help you. I'll help you. You. He turns away. Florence burying her face in her hands and moaning. <laughs> How could you possibly help me? Florence clutching him. Nicky. Nicky almost losing control. Shut up, shut up, don't touch me! 
Florence trying to take him in her arms. Nicky, Nicky! I'm trying to control myself, but you won't let me. You're an awfully rotten woman, really. Nicky, stop, stop, stop! She beats him with her fists. Leave go of me. He breaks away from her, and going up to the dressing table, he sweeps everything off onto the floor with his arm. Florence screaming. Oh, oh, Nicky! Now then, now then, you're not to have any more lovers. You're not going to be beautiful or successful ever again. You're going to be my mother for once. It's about time I had one to help me. Before I go over the edge altogether. Nicky, Nicky. Promise me to be different. You've got to promise me. Florence sinking onto the end of the couch, facing audience. Yes. Yes. I promise. The tears are running down her face. I love you, really. That's why it's so awful. He falls on his knees by her side and buries his face in her lap. No. No, not awful. Don't say that. I love you, too. Nicky, sobbing hopelessly. Oh, mother. Florence staring in front of her. I wish I were dead. It doesn't matter about death, but it matters terribly about life. I know. Nicky desperately. Promise me you'll be different. Promise me you'll be different. Yes. Yes. I'll try. We'll both try. Yes, dear. Oh, my dear. She sits quite still, staring in front of her. The tears are rolling down her cheeks, and she is stroking Nicky's hair mechanically in an effort to calm him. Curtain End of Act Three End of the Vortex by Noel Coward